The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, at 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get through Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler. You know. Hello, and welcome to episode 230 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jodin. Hey. What's going on, friend? Not much, friend. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Hoping you're doing well. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I know you and those peoples had a meeting last week, so hope you kicked their ass and gave them a piece of your mind, and they went on about your business. Um, I did not kick their ass. I kind of gave them a piece of my mind. And luckily, there's no permanent record on my record. So everything's okay. (laughs) That's what we like to hear. But if y'all know somebody who hiring now. You're the admissions office Tupac. (laughs) If only. (laughs) And we're joined by the WrestleCast broadcast journalist. None other than Magnum Prime. What's going on, G? Always a pleasure to be here. Glad to have you, sir. Glad to have you, sir. The WrestleCast is being brought to you by the CSPN. You can find the WrestleCast and the CSPN on the web at www.cspn.us. We'll get right into our reviews this week as the news takes place inside the Rawcast review for this week as Monday Night Raw is taking place in Boston. So we already know it probably won't be a good night for Sasha Banks right off the break, but we'll see how it plays out. Starts out not being a good night for the Riot Squad because Ronda Rousey makes her way to the ring. She doesn't look pleased as the crowd chants for Becky. Ronda hypes up the Mania main event and says, You're welcome. Ronda promises to tap Charlotte and Becky out at the same time. And then the Rat Squad and Becky arrive for the Beat the Clock Challenge. So Becky gets the mic. She mocks Ronnie for being a weirdo. She was given every, everything, including a big contract. But no one gave a damn until the man came around. She saved Ronnie's run, and that's why they are main eventing. Charlotte then comes out and takes credit for them main eventing because she was handpicked to be in the match. So then we start our Beat the Clock Challenge with Ronda Rousey taking on Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan attacks. She lays the boots to Ronda Rousey, but Ronda fights out and hits the Superman punch. Then she grabs the armbar and she gets the win. And I think that was like a minute and like 35 seconds, 25 seconds, something like that. Too bad for Sarah Logan. So Charlotte, she takes on Ruby Riot. Charlotte takes control. She locks on the figure four. But Ruby Riot, she survives, and Charlotte fails to beat the clock. So Charlotte, in her frustration, attacks Becky. And that leads to Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan. Liv takes early control, grounding Becky. 
but Becky fights back but can't get the armbar. Becky then cradles Liv up for the win, and she happens to also beat the clock. So, Didi Jonay mm-hmm. is a man that's making more and more appearances on Raw, so it's at least making this show entertaining at least for a half hour or so. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Your analysis on her performance upstaging Rhonda at this beat the clock challenge. I'm happy with it, but realistically, everybody should have known what was going to happen when she got Liv Morgan. You know? Does that say more about the booking or more about Liv Morgan? Uh, I would say that that says more about the booking of Liv Morgan. <laughs> that she's clearly the weak. And it, maybe she's not in real life, but booking says she's the weak leak of the riot squad. The riot squad. So, of course, Becky should be able to beat her within, you know, less time than it took Sarah. And certainly since that Ruby would have taken the most time. So, you know, it all shook out about how I expected. Greg, I'll bring you in on this conversation because we always talk about, hey, if you want to do something like this, why do you have to, you know, use people that could potentially be something? Why can't you just bring up some people from NXT nobody's seen yet or really seen much of, and they could have served the same purpose? But why sacrifice the Riot Squad? What does this do for them? I mean, it doesn't do anything for them at all. I, but I think we've we've heard it before, to where you will you hear stories of you know um, superstars being backstage, and you know a, a writer or events will say, oh, you know. Hey, you know, let me grab you to do something. Just, you know, just just spur of a moment, just get them into something. Um, no type of, of, of booking or or television writing to to elevate them at, at all. So I think they just see these people around, and unfortunately, do with them, and they're not really given a chance to to elevate themselves. And I, I don't know even if if his door is open as it used to be, because you will hear stories about you know Jericho going to him or um, even the New Day uh, pitching you know what ended up being you know that group. But it seemed like with, with the, the newer talent just put out there, there's not a, a, a positive direction for him. I just didn't like it. I just was like, as soon as they announced they were involved in the Beat the Clock Challenge, I was like, oh, wow. They about to get jobbed in the dust. But that's how it's been. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like not a surprise at this point. And you would think with the women's titles that it it would be better for them now with the tag titles. Right. Maybe they would do more with them. I guess they have to prove they can, you know, get beat down and then they can get built back up again I guess or threaten to leave you know they still you know maybe they're unhappy maybe they'll be some of the men they hadn't done much for the revival though in in, in actuality <laughs> I mean, it's actually probably more of a rib to have to carry the belts through the airport at, at this day and age than anything true next match on Raw Finn Balor he's in a handicap match versus Bobby Lashley in Jinder Mahal, if Finn Balor wins, he gets an IC title shot at WrestleMania. Finn hits a double stomp on Jinder Mahal. He wins. He's in WrestleMania. 
Bobby Lashley's pissed. He beats down Jinder Mahal in the scenes after the match. I am so sick and tired of Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. Golly, how many times they wrestle each other in some <laughs> form or fashion. God. I might have to go back and go through my notes and see just how many weeks in a row that, that, that has happened because it's been a lot. The answer's too many. Ugh. Especially for a TV show that's three hours as the every week. And you can count like, oh, in the first hour, I'm going to see Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley in some form or fashion. At Didi Jonet, I need you to come back in at this point, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Elias. He's yes. already in New York. He's hyping up his musical performance at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Then we got some rando out here trying to outdo him. What's, what's mm-hmm. up with that? People just, they just don't respect Elias, his beard, his kimono, his scarf, or his guitar. And I am personally very tired of it. I don't like it at all. I'm looking forward to everything he does at WrestleMania. It should be fantastic. It's Elias. Of course it will be fantastic. I mean, he's got the Yankees, the Mets, the Giants, the (laughs) Jets to rip on just off the top of my head. So many (laughs) Islanders and Rangers, just if he wants to go with the sports part, you know, he don't even have to talk (laughs) about, you know, rappers and singers. And (laughs) so there's a lot of material he's going to have to use at WrestleMania. And I'm looking forward to all of it. Alistair Black and Ricochet. They're all over your TV, folks. They've wrestled the revival on Raw this week. Alistair Black and Ricochet. They pinned the revival with the 630. So here's a case of two upstarts pinning the champions. So everybody knows that that should, in theory, lead to Alistair Black and Ricochet getting a championship match in some form, whether it's a tag team versus tag team match or a multiple tag team match for the titles. It soon shall come, folks. It soon shall come. Uh, Didi, mm. fashion cast, Alistair Black and Ricochet had on matching gear this week. So you know what that means. They are officially a tag team at this piece now. Oh, I was going to call them a couple. Oh, nice. (laughs) Your words, my words, it all means the same. I mean, who going to check me? Nobody. (laughs) Not nobody. The black and gold, so. I'm going to be honest. I recall seeing Ricochet's black and gold because I thought it looked better with his entrance light. But I don't think I recognize that he and Alistair had on matching gear. So, like, I'm trying to go back now and get the aesthetic and see if it. Oh, he's one of those people. He doesn't post Alistair on his page. So, yeah, I'm trying to get a, a view of it to see how I feel like. Uh, if you can, just go to YouTube and it, mm-hmm. it'll be on YouTube. Their little match. Everything. Oh, yes. Uh, the Revival. Hey, guys. Thanks for saying that you were, you know, needing something new in your wrestling career and you wanted more. Uh, you can put over these two guys and, you know, lose every match that you have on TV, even though you are the champion. It was a smart move, though, because at the end of the match, Scott Dawson did go over there and make sure that the ring announcer announced them as the still Raw Tag Team Champions. Let everybody <laughs> know it was a non-title match. Ain't shit changed except for, you know, a loss in the record book but we still got the belt. Drew McIntyre arrives. Mm. Oh, you, you see it? 
No, 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 no. I was moving slow. Alistair Black has all of his Instagram photos in black and white because he's that kind of guy. Oh, yeah. It's a mood. Gotta play up the aesthetic. Yeah, it's the mood. Absolutely. Absolutely. Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. here arrives. He wants an answer regarding his challenge to Roman Reigns for a WrestleMania match. He says, you may have beaten leukemia, but at Mania, you won't beat me. Drew McIntyre says that he that he single-handedly has ended the shield. He says he hopes Roman doesn't put his family through this hell again. McIntyre will stay here until he gets his answer. Then Roman arrives. Roman says that Roman accepts your challenge. But Joe says, never run your mouth about my wife and kids. Leading to, of course, a big brawl. Roman beats up Drew McIntyre until Drew McIntyre hits a low blow. And then he turns Roman's lights out with the Claymore. Didi, mm. this week you get your Roman the way you like him. Mm. He had the beard. Yes, he did. He had the attitude. <laughs> yes, he did. He said that, you know, in this ring right here, yeah, sure, we can fight. But when it comes <laughs> to our wife and kids right here, we can really fight. <laughs> and then he got his <laughs> Yeah, then he got his ass beat. But, I mean, you got to stand up, you know. A lot of people don't like that Renee doesn't stand up for her husband and he's there on TV every week. Correct. I don't like it. Now, generally, I don't mind it. I didn't mind it with what's going to happen eventually. But last week, I had a big problem with it. Like, she could have tried to pull her husband out of danger. It ain't like she pregnant like Josephine. Oh, yeah, JoJo's pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking news right here, Miss Didi Jonay, of course, keeping us up to date. That's why we haven't seen JoJo on our TV screen, ladies and gentlemen. It, It all made sense. And Bray's on paternity leave. It all has come together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because Bray White should have been back on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, he got to massage her feet. This is her first baby. She not used to all this. Well, good luck to those two. Hopefully everything works out, because mm-hmm. you know, if you know the details behind it, that's a that's a pretty messy situation. Yeah, but I ain't talking about the situation. I'm talking about what they named the baby. Oh. Baby ain't even here and they got a bad name. Oh, really? What's the dirt? <laughs> yeah. It's Nash, but not like Nash. It's Nash like K-N-A-S-H. Oh, really? Like mm. like gnashing your teeth? Yeah, but but even that's a G. So it's like, where where do you come up with these things? Why you why he couldn't just be Wyndham Rotunda Jr.? Why can't you have just named him Nash like Kevin Nash? Like, why are y'all being so fancy and making ugly names? But listen... Hey, my baby. That's your business. Again, good luck to the expecting parents. Mm-hmm. So, after Drew dispatches a Roman, he walks to the back and he runs into Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose didn't get enough of that ass whooping last week. He wants some more. So, he says he wants the last man standing match this week. So, the uh, Dean Ambrose job tour continues. He just needs a t-shirt that says, pin me, pay me. Sasha Banks with Bailey. She goes up against Natalia with Beth Phoenix in her corner. Natty is working a backbreaker, but Sasha Banks counters into the sunset flip for a two count. Sasha then trips up Natalia and she applies the bank statement. 
Natalia counters into a sharpshooter. Sasha fights and sends Natalia into the turnbuckles. That's when Tamina and Nia Jax attack for no contest. They get the best of Natalia and Sasha. And that's when Beth jumps in the ring and she fights off both Nia and Tamina. She even got Nia up for what looked like to be a belly to back or a Samoan drop until Tamina made the save. But Beth fights them both off and she eventually hits the glam slam on Tamina. Mm. Oh, Mm-mm. go ahead. Go ahead. No come. Go ahead. No come. <laughs> I'll bring G Mm-mm. in for, for some statements here. How do you think Beth Phoenix looks uh, coming in after you know, a couple of years not having any action since the Women's Royal Rumble? I mean, Beth still, she still got the guns. You know, she... <laughs> She she still looks like she been she been pushing the weights, but uh, I mean I, I didn't even know that we we wanted that, you know I didn't I didn't know that the first was uh, really courting her return. Uh, um, I would say I, I did. Can't go to the 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 church and, and lead the well, but so many times in a row, man. Yeah, but you know I was I was what Beth, you know, accomplished, but she was never one of, you know, one of the top performers in my book. I respect what she did, but you know, that's not gonna draw me to, you know, watching WrestleMania. It's just not. But I did like the move she had where she put her she put her boot over over the tag belt, over Sasha's belt. Respectful. And it was needed in that moment for the story. Line. So I applaud her for that. That was a true professional. Miss Dijonay. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to join in now on anything about these ladies in this upcoming tag team match, where now it's going to be Sasha Banks and Bailey defending against Natalia and Beth Phoenix, uh, Tamina and Nia Jax, and the Iconics. Um, no, I have nothing to say. It's like it's like the Olympics of who doesn't deserve it. Like besides the double iconics, yeah. But really, how bad just get to come out of retirement and get a, a title shot? You ain't even had a match yet. Go. She gets so much. Is it because Edge is her husband, or do they really like Beth Phoenix? I think they did. Really I just like miss it. Beth Phoenix. Yeah, you missed. Did it. I miss it? She's fucking boring. The most interesting thing she did was kiss Kali and take him over the Royal Rumble ropes. That's the only thing she ever did. Literally. Well, it might have been just the quality of women that she had in her time. She wasn't really going up against the best of the best at the time. Then she should have shined even brighter. If everybody else is asked how you ain't looking like a North Star. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. These blonde shenanigans will not get me. They may have gotten you people. No, no, no. While they're both in the ring, still kind of celebrating, and Natalia's recovering, it is announced that the Hart Foundation will be going into the WWE Hall of Fame. So, of course, that's a very touching moment for Natalia. She breaks down in the ring as everybody is applauding. And uh, the Hart Foundation are going to get their long overdue induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. Like we said, when Jim Neidhart passed away, it's one of the early parts of WWE that I did enjoy. 
WWF were the British Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation. So it's one of those teams you think would already be in there. But when you take a closer look at the WWE Hall of Fame, a lot of people you think should be in there aren't. And I'm glad that they're correcting that by putting the Hart Foundation in. Yeah, I was shocked they weren't already in too. It seemed like that had happened years ago. Yep. No, they don't do those things like you think. Kurt Angle, he talks about his match that he's going to have with Samoa Joe. Kurt Angle puts over Samoa Joe and says that he needs to leave on his own terms with true test, like Samoa Joe. Baron Corbin arrives, and he runs down Kurt Angle. He calls him basically flabby and sick. I don't see any lies detected, though, from Baron Corbin. That's the only thing. If he was a better wrestler, Corbin would actually be the shit. Because he don't really be telling too many lies in his promo. It's just that he looks like a clown and his matches are terrible. Now, Sasha and Bailey said that they will take on anyone for the titles if they're all coming for them. And so that's when Sasha declares that, you know, we'll take on the other four teams. And so we're going to have that big match at the uh, WrestleMania. Now it's time for a moment of bliss. Braun Strowman, what have they done to you, son? Uh, Braun Strowman basically invites Kyle, uh, Michael Che and Colin Jouse to be a part of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Gee, how can you take somebody as money at the beginning of 2018, in 2017, beginning of 2018, and not have him headline WrestleMania or at least, what was it, SummerSlam and get the mm-hmm. title and then not at least get the title right now at this WrestleMania? How did this not work out in his favor? <sighs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it just I, I think most of generations are, are scratching their their collective heads over over this. I mean, it's probably just you know textbook events to where he thinks, hey, I can get a guy hot later. You know, he doesn't have to have the the spotlight all the time. You know, unless he's Brock or unless he's you know Roman. Uh, we'll figure out something to do down the road with him. It'll be okay. Uh, it just seems like, man, he was tailor-made to be the champion, and now he's out here about to be in the comedy spot with the SNL. Well, it's, it's possible to revive him. I mean, sometimes you just have to see something real drastic. Like, we were worried about Brock for a second before he had the, the match with The Undertaker. It, it took him Killing the Undertaker streak for him to be taken seriously again uh, in, in the WWE. So I don't know what drastic move he could do, but it was a chance he could be revived as, you know, being a, a, a serious top guy. It is possible. I mean, besides throwing somebody off a building, he's done everything. Well, hey, he's like towers into, a, you know, a new resident. So what way to, you know, you know, in that residency entire tight tower, just have him throw somebody off the top of the roof. Why not? Baron Corbin wrestles Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews runs into the end of days. Baron Corbin picks up the win. After the match, he gives Apollo Crews another end of days. Next week, it's announced that Becky, Charlotte, and Rhonda tag with each other to face the Riot Squad. Uh-huh. Seth Rollins, he comes out. He talks about how different he and Brock are. Rollins wants to be the champion, a man that inspires people, unlike Brock. Rollins loves meeting with the fans and spending time with them, and they have all been telling him to beat Brock at WrestleMania. He says he has no choice. 
He needs to beat Brock, and he will take out the bully. Rollins has an army behind him, and he is unstoppable, and they will all burn Tuplex City to the ground. Paul Heyman arrives. He thanks Seth for informing him of his plans to team with the WWE Universe. Heyman mocks Rollins and says that Rollins has no idea how to beat Brock. He says Brock will win and hopes Rollins takes it personally when he loses. Rollins chases Heyman up the ramp. Heyman begs off, and Rollins says that he's here to answer the thoughts and prayers, not ask for them, because we will beat Brock and burn down Suplex City. How would y'all, what would y'all give Paul Heyman on his uh, stop, drop, and roll attempt to get away from (laughs) Seth Rollins? I laughed. (laughs) I'm just an advocate. I'm just an advocate. Brock told me to say all those things. (laughs) (laughs) Samoa Joe comes out there and he has a minute and 25 seconds of that hot-ish. He says that he forgot to bring his bouquet of flowers because he's not very sentimental. He says that him and Kirk have a lot of history and it would be only fitting that he got to put Kirk to sleep one last time. So we get Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle. Samoa Joe, head bust Angle in the face. Call back to the TNA days. Angle fires up. He hits the Angle Slam for a two count. Joe fights off the ankle lock, but Angle fights off the muscle buster and hits a missile drop kick. The straps come down. They trade strikes. Joe locks on the coquina clutch. Angle fights. He counters into a cradle. And Kurt Angle gets the win over Samoa Joe. So Kurt Angle going through the best of TNA. In WWE on his last run out here, it's it's not looking good. It, I, it's like Kurt Angle is just going to teeter over and not be able to get up, it looks like, one of these weeks. He's getting slower and slower. Just just not feeling it. Good thing he's on his retirement run. Yeah, for sure. Is he going to make it to the end of it, though? That's what I'm fearing. He only had a couple more to do. Better ice them knees and keep it moving. We'll talk about what happened at SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Triple H comes out. He thanks the fans and, and, and congratulates the women on main eventing WrestleMania. He has a letter from Batista's lawyer, and he has to agree to one last stipulation for the match to take place at WrestleMania. Triple H reminds him that Evolution took Batista from being a deacon, Devon, to being a world champion. Triple H then claims Batista left when he realized he couldn't beat John Cena. The new stipulation is that Batista wants Triple H to put his in-ring career on the line. Triple H says that this is another instance of Batista trying to quit. Triple H says if he can't beat a douchebag like Batista, he has no business in the ring anyway, and he agrees to put his career on the line. Uh, He did the Spice Girls reenacting in the Back and forth they had. That was pretty funny. Elias is on the streets of NYC. He's got his money in the guitar case. And he's talking about, you know, what he's going to do at Mania and all these things. And then some dude comes by, takes money out the case. And then he doubles back and he steals the whole guitar case. So, I didn't like that last one. Main event time. Drew McIntyre versus Dean Ambrose. Last man standing match. They brawl at the bell with Ambrose dumping Drew. Ambrose misses a top rope attack. 
uh, allowing Drew to make his attack. Ambrose flies into a kendo stick shot. Drew then beats on Dean with the kendo stick, but Ambrose battles back and dumps Drew to the floor. Drew cuts Dean off on the floor and nails him with the steps. Back in, Drew has a chair. He wedges it in the corner, but Ambrose slams Drew into the chair and he hits dirty deeds. Ambrose follows with strikes and he gets a table, but Drew slams Dean through the table in the corner. The Claymore kick knocks out Ambrose and Dean Ambrose can't answer the count of 10 and Drew McIntyre is your winner. Retire with a kendo stick, perfectly legal, and last man standing. No countouts, no pinfalls, no submissions. McIntyre has his way. Dean Ambrose is going to be watching WrestleMania. Oh, look at this. Remember what McIntyre did with a pencil a couple of weeks ago and falls count anywhere. Now with a kendo stick. Just a sick, sadistic man. Once again, Dean Ambrose only has himself to blame. It was the lunatic that requested this matchup, just like Falls Count Anywhere. It's a man that feels the need to fight for his brothers, but he's putting himself on the line. His brothers, the shield is no more, Renee. It's still, it's, 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 it's a still, lost idea. That doesn't just go away. His feelings oh, oh, driving McIntyre to the barricade. The lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose, trying to do something to somehow rally. But it has been all McIntyre here. Ambrose, though, able to thwart it. Now it's McIntyre, bounces face first off the steel chair. Time to switch things up. McIntyre. Oh, dirty deeds! McIntyre's down! The official begins to count. Ambrose looking for the last man standing victory. Three! Count of five, McIntyre stunned, trying to drag himself back to his feet. Count of seven now by the official. McIntyre back up, Ambrose, oh, catches it with a boot. And now the relentless assault by the lunatic fringe. Uh-oh. Maybe not driving Ambrose to the table. And now the official begins to count toward ten again. Will Ambrose be able to make it to his feet this time? Does Dean Ambrose have anything left? No, there's no way Ambrose has anything left. I hate to tell you, but this man always has a little bit left. That's why this match could favor Dean Ambrose. How in the hell are you going to favor that man right now? Because the man's still getting up. He's still moving. back to his feet. Claymore kick by McIntyre. A thunderous Claymore has turned the lights out on Dean Ambrose. The fine line between blind faith and indisputable reality, Renee. I don't disagree with you on that. I don't agree with anything he's doing right now. Count of eight. Count of nine. Ambrose will not make the count. Here is your winner, Drew McIntyre. Again, Dean Ambrose, like I said, his uh, jobber tour continues. <laughs> at least they're putting him in matches he's good at, though. He's good at a good brawl. Yeah. And that's what matters. You got to shine all your way out, too. And I've always said that Dean Ambrose can take a good ass with him. Mm-hmm. Par for the course for him this week on Monday Night Raw. This was, ugh. 
three hours is just ugh. <laughs> per usual. It's supposed to be good though. We're coming up to WrestleMania for crying out loud. <laughs> it's not supposed to just be ugh. It's supposed to be <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's the go home show next week and then it's WrestleMania. It's more like yeah, I got one more show and then it's WrestleMania. It's just not, it just doesn't have that vibe this year. Nah, I don't feel it right now myself. It seems like it peaked in at Royal Rumble, like WrestleMania should have mm-hmm. been like in February. Mm-hmm. That's when everything was like really cooking, but it's really falling off. Yeah, I think timing, timeline kind of got messed up a little bit. So, G, before you fade off into the sunset, we'll get your rating on Monday Night Raw. Uh, get it a uh, 15 below zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, that definitely wasn't good. Miss Didi's your name, your rating? Uh, a two. Okay. Yeah, I gave it like a, on a scale of one to five, yeah, I gave it like a one. It was on the low side. G, any uh, final thoughts or shout-outs you'd like to give this week before you head out? Uh, hey, just a shout-out to to you guys who, who keep this thing going and entertain the, the listeners and the fans of the show. And shouts out to, to the listeners and the fans of the show. All right, man. We'll catch you next week. Will you probably dominate us in who you got for WrestleMania weekend? Do it. Suckle, <laughs> suckle. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, y'all be good. All right, Mr. Dijonay, it's time to turn it over to you because it's time for SmackDown Matters. Hashtag. So they're at Mohegan Sun, which is the casino. New Day comes out. They talk about their journey with the fans over the last five years, noting that it's been a hell of an experience, but due to all of the bullshit involving Kofi, they have talked about walking away. They are upset at how Kofi's been treated, not just recently, but for the entire 11 years. He's been in the WWE. He, they say that they need answers from Vince. Vince comes out and Daniel Bryan interrupts and runs down New Day, saying to let them quit. He calls them stale, a novelty act that could be replaced by three waffle-throwing NXT stars. Daniel Bryan runs down Kofi's recent losses as reasons why he doesn't deserve a shot. It says Vince has always been right, so he should go with this first thought. Davey says Daniel Bryan is just too afraid to face Kofi one-on-one and has turned into a hypocrite in everything he used to hate. Vince says New Day isn't going to quit because everyone loves it here, I guess. But Vince still calls Kofi a B-plus player and wonders the same about Woods and Big E. Vince says Kofi is done with chances, but if Woods and Big E want a tag team gauntlet match, Kofi will get his shot. So that is the setup for this week's Smacky Downy. How do we feel? I wondered how they were going to get to the match last week openly. Uh, you were right. Woods and Big E did the talking for Kofi. They still shouldn't have been throwing them pancakes, though. They should have just came out there like... Like, fuck your pancakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but besides that... <laughs> Had them to throw the whole thing. No. <laughs> That'd be mean to the fans. <laughs> Turned the whole thing over, like you know. But anyway, uh, yeah. like you said, 
Woods and Biggie have that spirit of we gonna disturb shit even if Kofi don't want to, and they got it done. So. Right, right. Them, them, your friend group. That is who you need. Somebody who will have your back at every turn. And when you don't want to fight, oh, I'll fight for you. You try to fight, not nah, tired of fighting. You don't want to talk to the boss, oh, I'll talk to the boss. That's who you need in your corner. No. So anyway, Becky is interviewed in the back. She's talking about her Mania main event and running down Charlotte for bringing nothing to their match. Charlotte says, let me show you how deserving I am because Charlotte has what? A SmackDown women's title match against Asuka tonight. Now, why? The world may never know. But that's where we are. I could get get into all the details about it. I'm not going to. Charlotte won. She is now... I believe the first eight-time women's champion. So there's that. I'm just rubbing my forehead and my eyebrow because my <laughs> head hurts for trying to think about why the hell they did this the last 24 hours. The only things that crossed my mind while I was looking at this before the, before she even won was. So if Charlotte wins, then she's already got a title. And then if during the match Becky beats, like if Becky pins Charlotte, then they can mean that, oh, well, she kept, you know, they kept Ronda safe. She's like, Ronda could always say, I didn't lose. You know what I mean? Or alternatively, fuck Becky in the feel-good story of the century. Charlotte gets one other thing going on for her, and she ends up with both titles at the end of Sunday. So I was like, nothing about this feels good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this doesn't feel good. It feels like shenanigans. People were looking forward to Asuka having a match as a champion on WrestleMania. That was kind of like, hey, everything's kind of getting hashed out. What's Asuka going to do? And, and the answer may be nothing at all. She's, <laughs> now she's going to be in the Women's Battle Royal. Oh, okay. Pre-show or the first thing that happens. Whoop de do. So, like, I don't, oh, it sucks. Because it's like, not only do you put the belt on Charlotte unnecessarily, then you take away somebody who's deserving of a WrestleMania match. You take away their match. Yeah, and then the other thing, I guess, is I can look. Months ago, when Naomi and Asuka were looking like the tag team, right? right? And Asuka winning the title ruined that. And so it's like, well, if you wanted to, let's just say that that's what you wanted to do. Let's say that you wanted to free up Naomi and Asuka. You know, you don't really have that many tag women's tag on SmackDown, as evidenced by this three, three versus three on Raw versus one on SmackDown that's happening at you know WrestleMania, but then you should have taken the title from Asuka weeks ago. Like, Charlotte could have been had that title. And then we could have found a reason to put Naomi and Asuka in the tag match. Instead, you just kind of have them in some leftover bullshit match. And Asuka, again, everything that has happened in NXT is useless and doesn't mean anything because apparently now... Charlotte knows how to beat everybody. And apparently now Asuka has no idea how you get out of a figure for, for a leg lock. And it's like, 
Of course she knows how to get out of the leg lock. You try to get out of the leg lock. Between Braun Strowman and Asuka, man, they have messed up two money players be on top like right now headlining and they would be drawing far more interest than what they are right now absolutely and it's disrespectful but we digress next was kurt angle versus aj styles they're friends or something um Styles fights out of the ankle lock. And when Randy Orton arrives out of nowhere, you might be wondering why that is. It's because he has a match with AJ at WrestleMania. He hits uh, AJ with an RKO. There's a DQ. Angle runs off Randy to make the save. That's oh, no. that on that. Kurt Angle gave Randy Orton the weakest looking angle slam I've ever seen in my life. And Randy Orton, I know, was mad as Fuck, he had to act like that shit made him oh, well. be so hurt he had to get out of the ring. Oh, Kurt Angle. Good. Just, just wrap him. it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. It's his, it's his, it's his farewell. I feel like he's been on five of them, yeah, but it's his farewell tour. He should have one match. We shouldn't have been subjected to this man. Listen, Vince does what he wants to do. You, listen, Vince makes these decisions. You know, all the bad decisions are his. You know when you're. They don't listen to us. Well, you might not know because you don't necessarily drive, but people who drive, when your uh, gas light comes on and you know your car, hey, I can make it like thirty miles before I really need to put gas in there. They going like forty miles on Kurt Angle right now. He's <laughs> sputtering. He about to run out of gas. <laughs> Just ice the news. You'll be all right. Uh. <laughs> Next, Rey Mysterio and his seven-foot-tall son, Dominic, are interviewed about WrestleMania. I, I guess the point is he'll be there to protect his dad from um, Samoa Joseph. Were, were you expecting Samoa Joe to just come yoke him up out the blind side? Not really. Oh, were you? Yes. <laughs> just in being sentence, <laughs> just yank him up. <laughs> no, but it would have been fun. Uh, the Miz arrives. He's got words. Uh, he says that Shane has lit a fire underneath him and has made it personal. He wants to decimate Shane and he wants a false count anywhere match. Shane arrives. He got security. He also has sanity. Um, Blake, what's his name? Shell and Benjamin, the catering crew, one of them colognes, not Carlito. So it don't matter. Shane demands his special introduction, you know, his best in the world. And he says the security is here to protect Miz. Shane calls Miz as Miz's father looks. Shane loves what he did to Miz and his father. It was euphoric because, you know, issues. He will beat Miz at Mania and accepts the challenge for a Falls Count Anywhere match. Miz rushes through security as Shane mocks Miz's parents. And then he fights off the catering crew until Sanity swarms him into the crowd. They fight in, they brawl in, et cetera, et cetera. So, how did you like it? How did you care? I, I hate that sanity is just like extra security for Shane now. Whether they like retro, the uh, alternative version of Mean Street Posse now or something. <laughs> showing Benjamin out here, just henchman number one. He's showing up on <laughs> Raw to be a henchman. He's showing up on SmackDown just to be a henchman. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then 
The Miz beating up like eight people, totally not believable. The Miz getting beat up by eight people, totally <laughs> very believable. <laughs> <laughs> but seeing the Miz out here diving off of barricades on the people just looks so like, nah, this isn't really what you do. <laughs> you run away from angry. people. <laughs> angry. The feeling had him feeling things. Yeah, for sure. Okay, on to your main event of the night. It is the gauntlet match for New Day. Stipulation being, should they beat all newcomers or incomers or opponents? Then Kofi will indeed get his match at WrestleMania. The wording concerned me because I don't trust Vincent Kennedy McMahon, but we'll get there. But no, actually, I'll, I'll get into it now. They kept saying, you'll be at WrestleMania. You'll have a match at WrestleMania. You'll fight Daniel Bryan. No, say, you'll have a match versus Daniel Bryan for the title. Because if it ain't like that, I don't trust Vincent Kennedy, okay? You know, I'm just saying. I have lied to and bamboozled and hoodwinked before. So, that was my deal. But anyway, it starts off the New Day versus the Good Brothers. Was attacks. At the bell, Anderson cuts him off with uppercuts, was hits a super kick, and Big E dumps gallows. And then the midnight hour finishes. Anderson was pretty quick, nice and fast. Got to get him out of here because you know it's a gauntlet. We got people coming. Next is not. Oh, what you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking um, just a coastal IPA with pineapple. Fancy. Do you know what I'm drinking? No, you didn't tell me this week. Water. Oh, well, you have <laughs> goals to reach. My life sucks. <laughs> I just want alcohol. Anyway, New Day versus Nakamura Rusev. Big E runs wild with suplexes on Nakamura, and then the running splash connects. He takes out Rusev on the floor as Kofi and the SmackDown baby faces watch on in the back, specifically Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Back in the <laughs> The heels work double teams. It breaks down and Wiz takes Rusev to the floor. Biggie counters again, Shasha, and post Nakamura. Then the midnight hour connects again, and Rusev is pinned. Boom. We're winning. New Day versus The Bar. There's a hot tag to Woods. He's running wild. Tornado DDT connects. He follows with a tope and then hits the top rope leg drop for two as Sheamus makes the save. Post breaking Cesaro. Has Biggie grounded? Sheamus tags back in, but Biggie cuts him off with a power bomb. Woods tags in, and Cesaro cuts him off with an uppercut for two. Then Woods cradles Sheamus for the elimination. Um, Xavier forgot himself and didn't get us out of that ring, so <laughs> the bar got pissed and beat down Xavier and Biggie. Got a table, put it up in the middle of the ring, and managed to put Biggie through it. It was a mess. I will say, though, that was the match where I was like, Xavier is a problem. That man can go. Yeah, he can go. And because, you know, they're in their tag deal, and because Biggie's the big guy, and because Kofi is, like, so awesome, it's easy to forget that Xavier is damn good. Like, when he did that thing where it looked like he was going to do the 619, but he just, like, pounced on that boy's back. Oh! Yeah, that was amazing. Looks like just gave him in from the back, just collapsed. I lived for it, so that was great. 
Um, next is the Usos. So if you will recall last week, the Usos were a part of the good guy. Let's watch what happens moment backstage while they were watching Kofi have his moment. They even were holding the pancakes and everything. So the Usos come out and they given their like, they're given their general aesthetic. And I was on the Twitter and, you know, the WrestleCast fan were divided. Some of them were like, you was just, you, you just had their backs last week. What's up? And the other half was like, you just had their backs last week. What's up? So it was the second one. They cut a promo about respecting the new day and Kofi deserved a chance. He said, we're not going to stand in your way. We forfeit. And everybody goes wild. Because now he has a chance. Now, he, now they can recover a little bit. Now it's looking a little more possible. Yeah, that was that was good. And it goes with the uh, whole year. You know, they've been having the mutual respect, game recognized, game real recognized, real. Mm-hmm. Between them all year. So, yeah, I'm glad that played out that way. It was nice. I was like, so like, you just gonna let them pay you? Like, what's gonna happen? So it's like, we ain't even gonna, ain't even gonna have a fake match. We just fourth. I was like, yes, sir. So they cut to the back, and Daniel Bryan and his hemp belt, and Eric Rowan are pissed. He sad kicked the flat screen. Yeah, he did. Not a little <laughs> mad. Big. So the new day and their last opponent is Daniel Bryan in the hemp belt versus L and Eric Rowan. Yeah, so Biggie hits S.T. and Brian. She puts the shots down, got his titties popping, and then he gets the big ending, but that only gets two. Eric Ron makes the save, clears off the announce table, but Woods DDTs Brian on the floor. Rowan posts himself, and Biggie climbs, clotheslines him over the table. and t- Wait, before he clotheslined him over the table, he pushed him into the post like twice. It was great. And so then he put him over the table. And then that was kind of like, oh, that's not as cool as you thought it was because the table's hollow. So it's not like, ooh, Biggie, so strong. But it is like, oh, that's going to be kind of hard for Eric to get out from under it. So once he puts the table on top of him, him and Xavier get back in the ring. And they they wait for the count to go. The count out happens. We reach 10. Everybody's happy. I look at the clock and it said 9.57. I was like, what'd that mean? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Because I don't trust, like I said on Twitter, I don't trust nothing till 10.01. I don't, like, I don't know what you're planning. However, somebody in the back goes to talk to Vince, and he said, yeah, Kofi is going to WrestleMania. See, that's not clear enough for me, because, like, as, as Alexis' co-host, what do you mean? But let's presume he's not being himself. Kofi Mania it is. Big E trying to do whatever he can right now. Just hold on. Somehow, perhaps make it to your corner. Now Big E trying to endure. Daniel Bryan. Can you imagine how happy he would be to end the dream of Kobe right now? Wait a minute. Woods from out of nowhere. Look at the sacrifice that Xavier Woods and Big E have made to this point. Just boom for the opportunity for Kofi to get into a match at WrestleMania. Kofi can only watch Bart from ringside. He's watching backstage. Can Big E and Xavier Woods pull off the miracle over the top and took out Rowan? Xavier sacrificing himself to take out Rowan. Uh Oh, Uh oh, Oh, caught him in midair. Look in the eyes. Oh, my God. Big E. 
Big E still believes. This is where the dream oh, ends. No. Not out, gone for the iron claw. On Xavier, loads him to the counter. Oh, into the post. There you go, Xavier. And again, courtesy of Big E. Big E follows it up and sends Rowan over the desk. It's a full-on battle of attrition. Oh, look at the... Oh, my God. Big E's coming oh to the God. desk. Oh, my God. No, he's not. No, he's not. Oh, my God. And whatever it takes, I've been saying it all night. He's not back in the ring. Big E's the legal competitor. The counter could help them. The counter could propel them. Rowan's trapped into the table. Seven knew they could do it. Kofi's gonna go to WrestleMania. Kofi Kingston is going to WrestleMania. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Kofi Kingston is going to WrestleMania. I can't believe they did it. I cannot believe Xavier Woods, Biggie pulled it off. Kofi celebrate. You celebrate, man. You gotta believe Byron because that's exactly what the New Day did. That's what Kofi, Xavier, and Biggie did. They never quit believing. Biggie and Xavier Woods just won their tag team gauntlet match. I just saw that. It was it was impressive. So does this mean that Kofi Kingston is going to WrestleMania? Yes, he's going to WrestleMania. And the question is, can a B-plus player defeat Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship? What do you think? And everybody comes to the ring to celebrate. Everybody who's a babyface. So you got your Becky Lynch. You got because oh, Kevin Owens is a babyface right now. You got your Kevin Owens. You got your AJ Styles. You got your Ricochet, you got your Alistair Black, and so on and so forth. The Usos, you know, to come celebrate this man. And was did you cry? It was a little emotional. It was very emotional. It would have been even more emotional if it would have been Kofi last week. Well, well, there is that. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that like his boys were willing to sacrifice and 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 go through all that for their friend, but that's not a better story than Kofi sacrificing for his own shot. True. Yeah, it was still good. I just thought last week was the better story because, you know, he'd had those chances as his last chance. Let the man win and go to WrestleMania. And then we have two weeks yeah. where he can talk about, okay, he was successful. Now let me focus on Daniel Bryan. They can have a face-to-face promo. And we can build up the match. Now we only got one week to try to make something happen. Mm-hmm. I'm old school. I'm old and crashedy like that. I'm getting close to 40 and starting to show. <laughs> so what was your overall thoughts of uh, SmackDown? I mean, I'm just glad it ended with seemingly a win for the new day. They could have kept that Charlotte aspect it, though. Oh, that was bad. So that that puts them down to like one point five stars. Cause how did like really the nerve of you? <laughs> that was the really only misstep on this whole show was just that part right there. But it was so bad. It was very bad. Unless they're gonna like unify the titles or something. 
they're gonna have mm-hmm. to, they're gonna have to have a real good reason before I I I guess she's in the damn match. She don't need anything, but I guess they want to have Charlotte bring quote unquote bring something to the match. She's in the match. It's in the main event of WrestleMania. What else do you need to bring? Have Ronda bring the damn belt and let's have the match. I agree. Off of that, on to NXT. Adam Cole, baby, he comes out to open the show. The NXT title is on a platform in the middle of the ring. Cole puts over his win last week, and he promises that he'll leave the Barclays Center with the NXT championship. He calls out Johnny Gargano to face him like a man. Johnny obliges, and the fans are rather split on who to cheer for. The chance go on forever. Adam Cole claimed that he has a million reasons why he'll beat Johnny, and Johnny wants to hear them. Gargano says that his path to the NXT title leads him to Adam Cole, and he'll show him why they call him Johnny Takeover, baby. <laughs> That's gimmick infringement. That ain't right. Adam Cole, he isn't impressed, saying that Johnny rarely wins on takeovers. He calls him Johnny Participation. This is where you're supposed to say, ooh. Ooh. Adam Cole says Johnny can't win one fall at takeover. So he won't get two on him. Adam Cole says he won the first North American title at TakeOver. He debuted at TakeOver. And he won the first War Games at TakeOver. Johnny brings up how far back his story goes. And how he never gave up. He had no contract or promise of a future in NXT. But he kept getting called back. He's earned everything he's gotten in NXT. Johnny doesn't need a group of cronies to fight his battles. And he wouldn't change anything about the past four years because it makes him appreciate where he's going. And that's the main event of TakeOver New York and to be the NXT champion. Mm. Adam Cole goes to leave, but stops and turns back around. And he says, that's a very inspirational story. He says, it's a lifetime movie. Adam Cole says, Johnny can scratch and claw all he wants, but Adam Cole is leaving as the champion. The Undisputed Era comes out to back Adam Cole up, and Adam Cole says the match won't be definitive. It'll be undisputed. <laughs> this was good. They had a good back and forth. I really liked it. Adam Cole, baby, the Panama City Playboy. He's one of the best on the mic, or as you like to call him, um, Shawn Michaels. Uh, baby boy. Yeah, baby mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. Adam Hickam mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Wrestling you know the fans are all behind him so this is real strong they show a clip of uh, last week after the main event the Forgotten Sons attacking Aleister Black and Ricochet Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne as they face off against Dee Dee's Fave, Casey Cantazaro and Lacey Lane <laughs> you mean Casey's Uh-huh. Vanessa Bourne hangs Lacey Lane up in the ropes upside down and kicks away. You get a headbutt by Vanessa Bourne, and they both rub Lacey's face into the ropes. That's when Shayna Baszler, Marina Shavir, and Jessica Duke walk out and get on the apron. Aaliyah and uh, Bourne, they know what time it is, so they leave. Duke knocks Casey off the apron with the forearm, and Shayna wrecks Lacey Lane with the knee strike. Shayna puts Casey in a choke, but she runs up the corner and flips over. Casey gives a drop kick to Shayna and another drop kick that takes out uh, Jasmine Duke, uh, Marina Shafir. Shayna catches her next flippy attempt into the Carafuna clutch and chokes out Casey. 
Shayna screams at the commentators before posing on the table. You wouldn't have been happy with this. I'm sure. I was thinking that maybe like Bianca or Kyrie or Io Shirai was going to come out and and try to, you know, do something. But nobody did anything. So we'll see where this goes next week. Mm-hmm. Kona Reeves faced off against Matt Riddle. The Velveteen dream music hits and he's wheeled out on a couch by two women. Kona attacks Matt Riddle from behind while he's distracted, and he gets a two count on a suplex. The Cobra clutch by Kona Reeves, and Riddle fights out and gets a two on a pinning clutch. Matt Riddle slaps him up a bunch of times with palm strikes, and he kicks him into the ropes. We get a Pele-style kick, followed by a stiff ripcord knee, some elbows, and that leads to the bro mission, and Matt Riddle gets the win. Velveteen Dream takes the microphone and he amount and he announces that Matt Riddle is the winner. Riddle goes up on the stage. He drinks from the Velveteen Dream's chalice. He then dumps the chalice over his shoulder. Riddle then says, "I'll see you in New York, bro." So rude and disrespectful. Uh, Velveteen Dream, legend in his own town. This man comes out, purple light smoke. Two hotties pushing out him laying down on a couch drinking out of a chalice. Yeah, your fave can never. It's mm. announced next week that Bianca Belair will face Kari Sane. Now it's time for our main event. It is the finals of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic as Aleister Black and Ricochet take on the Forgotten Sons. Uh, as everybody knows, Aleister Black and Ricochet, they win. Uh, they cover Black and Riker knocks his foot off the ropes. So, of course, the referee catches uh, Riker and kicks him out. We get a black mask that takes out Wesley Blake. We get the tag to Ricochet. Alistair Black with the moonsault to Cutler on the outside. We get the 630 by Ricochet on the inside. And Alistair Black and Ricochet, they win the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Yay. Yeah, so I think everybody knew that once the main once the matchups were announced and they steamrolled through the first round. I think everybody saw this coming. So we didn't see the Forgotten Sons being in the final match and I guess they did well for themselves. But one more accolade for Alistair Black and Ricochet. Like I said, Vince is trying his best to make them the next stars. So they went in everything from now until uh, he feels like they are hot enough. So good luck to those guys. Good luck to those guys. This was a fun show. The promo in the beginning was real strong. Uh, Velveteen Dream is a trip. And it was cool to see Casey Canazaro and Lacey Lane get some NXT time. And hopefully we'll see more of them, especially Lacey Lane. I like her. She's kind of small, but she can go. She's really athletic. And she got a chance to show off some cool little athletic moves before she got beat down. And then Shayna Baszler came in and ruined everything. So that was NXT for this week. Nice. So, Miss Didi Jonay, I want you to rest up. I want you to get all your sleep as much as you can. Because next mm-hmm. week, we're going to have 16 matches. Oh, Jesus. To determine next week's winner of who you got. Mm-hmm. We also will have. NXT cast takeover. Got to come up <laughs> with a hashtag next Friday night. 
as the NXT TakeOver event will be moving from Saturday to Friday as they are moving uh-huh. the, yes, they are moving the Hall of Fame ceremony to Saturday night now. Saturday uh-huh. night, though, will be all about cast of Strong Style as New Japan and ROH will be running a joint show in Madison Square Garden. It will be on uh, I think it's going to be on Access TV. I th- I know it's going to be on New Japan World. So check that out starting at 7.30 on the 6th on Saturday night. That's going to be where you want to have all your wrestling focused that night. You can watch the Hall of Fame anytime. But find a way to watch that uh, MSG show with ROH in New Japan. It's going to be the shit. The last three matches alone are going to be worth whatever those people pay to be in the building. Shout out to Anwar Starwin, my co-host on Cast of Strong Style. He will be in the building. I'm looking forward to getting his uh, live report on uh, Cast of Strong Style when we record again. So we'll have a whole lot of stuff going on next week for WrestleMania week. It is here. It is finally here. Mania cast will be the hashtag. I'll get that out there early. I'll say that a lot and often coming into the next couple of weeks, but Mania cast will be the hashtag for the live tweet for WrestleMania. So join us all day. We'll have polls and all types of things going on. Cool interactive for WrestleMania. So Miss Didi Zone, at this point in time, it's time for your shout outs and thank yous. Oh, shout out to Jade, my boo. Shout out to Tatiana Janine. Shout out to Mel, because Mel always gets shout out. Shout out to Greg. Congratulations things. Um, shout out to Sam because we're in. Shout out to you, of course. Shout out to uh, Extra J Trilla. Um, and everybody else I was talking to today, Wordsmith, and um, other people whose ads I can't recall. Everybody who I was talking to about JoJo and the baby and the baby's name. We we are all in agreement that it's awful. So shout out to all of y'all. And yeah, that's it. I'd like to give a shout out to Miss Didi Jonay for joining me each and every week here on the WrestleCast as a, as my SmackDown Matters correspondent. Give a shout out to Magnum Prime. Give a shout out to Sam. Give a shout out to Classic. Give a shout out to Miss Jupiter Julep and all of the ladies over on the Forever Young Cast with Sleep Doe, Miss Elisa. Give a shout out to Miss Laura Singh and all the WrestleBays out there, all the members of the GLOW. Shout out to everybody who is involved with all the hashtags each and every week. We definitely appreciate you guys being a part of the community. Please, again, as always, support the WrestleCast and the CSPN by becoming a patron over on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Also, if you're thinking about getting fit for this year, just like Miss Didi Jonay, and you don't want to take the time to learn how to cook all that healthy stuff yourself, you can always <laughs> sign up for Blue Apron. Once you sign up, get $30 off your first purchase. That'll keep the podcast free over on CSPN.us. Click on the tab that says Keep Our Podcast Free. Underneath that banner, click on Blue Apron. Sign up, get $30 off that first purchase, and help support CSPN and the WrestleCast. Keep us free each and every week. And also listen to the latest episode of Cast of Strong Style. Me and Anwar Starwin, we break down 
the New Japan Cup. We talk about Okada winning the cup, going to face Jay White at the uh, main event at the MSG show. Then we preview the MSG card from the pre-show rumble that's going to have the legend Juice and Thunder Liger all the way down to the main event. Okada versus Jay White in Madison Square Garden. First time ever, biggest show that New Japan has ever had in America. And uh, we got you guys all covered with the preview. And in World Star Wing, like I said, it's going to be live in the building. So our next edition of Cast a Strong Style, he will have first-hand perspective when it comes to the analysis. Can't wait to break it down with him. So looking forward to the, this edition and the next edition of Cast a Strong Style. So on that note, for Miss Didi Jonet and Magnum Prime, I'm Don DeLorente. This has been episode 230 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. For the love of God, Roman, I hope your wife or one of your extended family got through that thick skull of yours and convinced you to just say no to my challenge. I've already vanquished the shield. I exterminated that cockroach, Dean Ambrose. And what happened last week? Oh yeah, I beat the number one contender for the Universal Championship, Seth Rollins. I know what Roman Reigns wants to say. The superstar Roman Reigns wants to say, yes, I never turned down a challenge, but I'm gonna appeal one more time to Joe, the man. Joe the father, Joe the husband, think about your family, haven't you put them through enough? Think of your children, they already had to watch daddy fight for his life already. Do you want to put them through that one more time at Wrestlemania when you know you're going to lose? I am going to stand here all night till I get my answer. I will hold Raw hostage. Here comes the big dog. Roman accepts your challenge. But I want you to listen very clearly. What I'm about to say next isn't coming from Roman. Don't you ever run your mouth about my wife and kids. Oh, Roman Reigns unloading on McIntyre. He's heard it all.